All right, welcome to Against the Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? We did it, Sal. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? What did we do, Harry? No, this is- We got is, the tournament. That's what we got. We got the we tournament. It. It's my favorite non-football week of the year. This, I think, is my favorite podcast, the way it's shaped up, because we have a lot going on. And our guest today, if you're a, a listener of the show, you're familiar with this guy. Mm. He is just like Michael Jordan in that he's 6'6 and from North Carolina. He's also the co-host <laughs> of Titus and Tate, as well as Pushing Through with BJ Armstrong, and used to be the producer of this very show, Degenerates. Put your hands together for Master Tate Frazier. Wow. Oh, wow. What, a, what, what an honor to be back. Ooh. In fact, just hearing uh, what's going on, buddy, from Brother Brian <laughs> just got me going right there. I, uh, it's great to be back, guys. Thank you for inviting me back. I never knew that this would happen once Jim took over the reins. So uh, it's a real honor. It's a real it's a real holiday for me, honestly. Jim, I understand, sent you the wrong Zoom link, and which yes. may, may or may not have been on purpose. You read into it. There's a big, big rivalry between the two of you. Yeah. I mean, once upon a time, you know, Jim and I were the only producers at, you know, an old company we used to work at. And, yeah. uh, you know, we became great friends, but also great rivals, as you'd expect. And, uh, you know, Jim cast me to the side and took over my show. So, you know, animosity <laughs> still lingers, but I still love him to death. I feel bad for not asking. How are things at the ringer right now for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, Sal. I, uh, <laughs> I think legally I can't answer that. Oh, you're not allowed to answer. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jim, are you happy to have Tate here, or are you just this just an hour you want to get through? I'm not really familiar. I don't really remember him, <laughs> but it, it's fine. It's nice to see a fan. <laughs> a fan. Um, and yeah, I know there was trouble with you guys. Uh, you know, Jim's claims that he was a better producer and still yes. is. Yes. He oh, is. you agree? He, he is. is. I agree with that 100%. In fact, uh, Jim saved my job there. You know, Sal, you probably remember this. The first Christmas I worked uh, yeah. for Bill, I, uh, you know, flew back home for Christmas like most people do. I did not get approved for that flight back home. Oh. So then I, then I got a call. I got a call on the 27th saying, hey, we're ready for a podcast. I was in North Carolina. And luckily, Jimbo himself stepped up to the plate. You know, covered for me that day, and the rest is history. So I really? owe a lot to Jim, yeah, for for covering for that Christmas, 2016, long time. Well, ago. there's or a 20, lot to be said. Wow, is it that long ago? Yeah, there's wow. a lot to be said for Jim Cunningham, and his family doesn't want to see him over the holidays, <laughs> so he's always there for you, Johnny on the spot. He could fill in. Um, exactly, <laughs> it's true. Well, they play, they paid for my plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um. Everyone's familiar, or if you're a fan of the show, you're familiar with the dynamic. It's things have really changed, Tate. Like Harry used to at least have one supporter in you, and now it is just like the floodgates have opened. <laughs> Any opportunity, I feel like Harry's asking for it a lot of times, but uh, sometimes <laughs> he's not. What was the newest thing, guys? He uh, he sent us a video, or not, not a video, but pictures of him playing soccer. <laughs> Who the hell would have ever thought you were on the soccer team? We've known you for 30 years. And then we tried to come up with names for uh, chubby soccer stars. And uh, uh, oh, the beast Eric Immerman sent me this bribe. Uh, Peleton. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best one. And That's we, the best uh, one. Harley Kid, you had a great one, right? Beast did, is a bastard. What did, what did you have? <laughs> yeah, Diego Maradona. Right. That Diego was, Maradona. Uh, <laughs> first and original. <laughs> that was really good. We got a few more. Um, Jim, yes. Jim had some good ones, I think, that he put yeah. out there on Twitter. 
Jim does a nice job here. I, I joke, but Jim, uh, I asked him to get us a hotline because I want people to call in and give us their one whining moment. You know, the tournament's mm. here. There's a lot of bad beats uh, to be had. You know, there's what do we have? We're going to have 32 games in the next two days. Um, there's got to be bad beats in there. So I want you to leave um, a voice message. You know, if there's tears, it's even better. Now, what will you, you and so you got us a hotline number, Jim, what is that number? That's right. The AAO hotline is 818-208-1681. 818-208-1681. That's one whining moment. Now, this is not an 800 number you would call if you have a gambling problem, right? This is actually the opposite. <laughs> We're going to laugh at you once you um, tell us about your, your gambling woes. Exactly. Before we get to the teams that didn't make it, let's get one uh, that did make it. Let's talk about the one that didn't make it, Duke. Yes. Um, yes. Was it worth suffering through last year just to see Duke fall apart like this this season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, Sal, uh, you know, there was no tournament last year. You know, nothing mm -hmm. for me to really worry about as far as college basketball. In fact, you know, there was a global pandemic. So no one even really remembers that North Carolina was that bad. We think about all the other, you know, crazy things that were happening in the world outside of that. So th the fact that this year when college basketball takes center stage again, we get Coach K floundering. You know, at yeah. one point he wanted every team in the tournament. That was at the start of the year. Then they right. lost to, you know, they lost at home to Illinois. Then he said they should cancel the season right that, <laughs> then he was like i'm out i don't want to play basketball anymore they started winning some games again in january he was officially back in he said we got to play the tournament we got to make this happen and now he's doing a radio show so uh he's just like us and uh yes. you know he's not playing basketball <laughs> in the tournament he's just taking in callers and i think the other day he was talking to zion williamson so he's trying to you know remember the glory days that's where he is now do you feel like you have to beat wisconsin in the first round for <laughs> to get the duke fans off your bat like because you could you know, there's always the thing like, well, you went as far as we did, right? You won zero well, games in the tournament. Yeah, exactly. And it's also, you know, when I grew up, you know, what Wisconsin is now is what Duke used to be, right? Like Duke used to be a bunch oh, of yeah. white guys taking charges that were seniors that were obviously less athletic and less talented than North Carolina, but would somehow win games because they back cut the hell out of them, you know, hand check them, all this sort of stuff. And Brad Davison is going in this game to hurt someone on North Carolina, right? Like that is every game that Brad goes into. He's like, I'm trying to get four or five charges and I'm trying to take out their best player. And mm -hmm. that is a very old school Duke, you know, Lee Melchione, Pocious, whatever guy you want to point to. That's what they were about. So I am nervous about Wisconsin for the sheer fact that North Carolina cannot play slow teams and uh, especially teams, you know, that are clinically sound like Wisconsin. Yeah. And they've been uh, not very good against the spread the last <laughs> few <laughs> down the stretch. Wisconsin, we saw I, caught fire behind the arc. Yeah. And that's a little scary for a team that plays defense like that. So. Uh, My rule yeah. of thumb with North Carolina is if Harry is betting on North Carolina, they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's, like I, I always see it. Like if that's Harry right. points out. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how I feel in my gut. I see Harry's like the big hot pick of the night from his hot tub is North Carolina. <laughs> I say, well, that's going to be a loss. But conversely, wow. he'll take Syracuse against the Tar Heels, and then you feel good, right? You're yeah, like, that, oh, I got a shot. But that's a whole not, not, this, not this last game, right, Tate? Not this that's last right. game. That's right, Harry. Uh, <laughs> Tate, what do you? We went over last week on extra points, and uh, I think it gets all odds a little. Coach K seventy four, Roy Williams seventy, Jim mm. Beheim seventy six. Who lasts the longest? Who bails out first out of those three? I think Roy Williams bails out first, and it's, really uh, you youngest know, it's all, one. 
Yeah, the youngest one. And I think it's because, you know, his mentor is Dean Smith. Mm -hmm. Dean Smith's, uh, you know, his whole idea was I have to get out before they want to throw me out. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I I want to leave before they want me to leave. And uh, Roy Williams, I mean, he deals with Carolina fans. We're irrational. We expect to win every game. So the fact that you have to deal with the the backlash and have to deal with the questions and people like me saying, why do you start Garrison Brooks? Right. He doesn't want to have to deal with that for so long. So I think he leaves first. Coach K will never leave. Leave. Jim Beheim will never leave. I think if anything, really? you know, we we may have a service for them on the sideline. You know what I mean? And, and then the game just keeps going <laughs> on. And uh, I, th- yes. that's kind of where we are. And Coach K uh, has said he felt like he was 60 years old. So I, I don't know really how to take that. Uh, I, I guess that means he feels good. Um, so I would say that means about 10 more years from Coach K. Well, we were very surprised to learn the eight, right? When we saw he was 74, <laughs> like, shit, yeah. all right, let go gray at least. This is a really, what a, what a <laughs> he, fraud you are. <laughs> he started. He started this year. This is the first year he had a little bit of gray. It was good. Yeah. Well, it makes sense that this would be the first year. Um ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright, misses the first game of the tournament. Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago. Sister Jean already working her yep. magic. Is she, uh, first of all, I don't know. Does she, I don't know how it works. Did she pray for something like this to happen and then it happens? <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty convinced that Sister Jean is down with, you know, some sort of witchcraft or wizardry. I'm not really <laughs> sure it's the church. Uh, but like you said, Moses Wright, one of the best players in the ACC, somehow not going to play in the first two rounds. I think that gives, you know, Loyola a pretty good pass into the second round past Georgia Tech. That's probably the yeah. only big change I've had based on the news. You know, Teddy V and some of the officials, you know, got kicked out of the tournament early on. That was good mm-hmm. uh, because we're not going to deal with those guys. But then this is the real basketball move because Georgia Tech was a you know elite eight, maybe sweet sixteen team if you really like them. They just won the ACC right. tournament, uh, but without Moses Wright, they're not that team. So I'll take Sister yeah. Jean, and uh, she's in the bubble. She's in the controlled environment. She I don't made it that. in, right? <laughs> she seems susceptible, uh, Sal. I, I'm I, <laughs> at one hundred and one. I seem like it does not seem like a good idea. You know, we have some God fearing, <laughs> we have some God fearing people on this uh, podcast here. But I don't. I think if the praying, if it was all about it, like wouldn't St. Joe's and St. Bonaventure and St. Louis be in the Final Four every year? Yes. I don't yes. know if it works. I guess we're about to see. We're about to see, that'll be good. Uh, give us your Final Four. Uh, you have it. Have yeah, you, I have my final you, four. I got I got it in front of me. It's uh it's right. pretty it's pretty simple, right? Gonzaga's the best team in basketball. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. You guys watch the games and it's actually nice to talk to to you guys cuz you actually know what's going on in college basketball. I have figured that out. No one you know, the, the casual fans are not up to date, right? They, they, I'm getting a lot of crazy questions from people. Uh, Gonzaga is by far the best team. And I've had a lot of people mm-hmm. ask me, are, are you sure they're good? Shouldn't they have lost the game? Yes, they, they are basically a, a G League team. Like if they were the G League bubble, they probably would have made it to the finals. So Gonzaga, mm-hmm. I, I like them going to the final four. I, I think Iowa in the Elite Eight is the one game I watch is maybe a slip up game. Um, but otherwise, I like Gonzaga, clear, clear path to the Final Four. Um, as we move down, uh, Michigan is a one seed. Michigan lost their best player, in my opinion, Isaiah Livers, um, a guy who was on their Final Four team in 2018, and uh, sort of just a reliable force on the floor for them. Without him, I don't like Michigan. I like them losing in the Sweet 16 to Florida State. Uh, a mm. little redemption game from 2018. You know, uh, Michigan beat Florida State in the Elite Eight that year. So this year, I think Florida State beats Michigan, goes to the Elite Eight. And then I, th- I think they face Alabama. And I think you got Nate Oates, a coach who's never been to the Elite Eight, taking on Leonard Hamilton, a coach who's been there, a coach who needs to go to the Final Four to be a Hall of Fame head coach like he should be. I think he gets over the hump, beats Alabama, goes to the Final Four. I got Florida State there. Uh, moving up mm-hmm. to the top, Baylor 
is the second best team in the country or has been all year, in my opinion. Um, I, I could see a lot of pitfalls as you look at that bracket. North Carolina is one of them, uh, potentially in the <laughs> second round. Uh, you know, so <laughs> maybe not. But, uh, you know, as I work through there, I still think Baylor gets out. I know this is pretty boring, pretty chalky, but I'm going to get no, Baylor right. out of there. And then uh, as I move down, I think my national championship team is uh, the Big Ten tournament champions, uh, the best team right now, I think, in college basketball, and that's Illinois. And it's not because of Io Dasunmu, which I feel like that's the uh, prevailing narrative. We all want to talk about Io. You know, people want to say he should have been the national player of the year. He's got the mask on. He's got all this stuff going for him. Here it comes, guys. Long yeah. Island. It, Here it comes. But Why? it's Coffee Coburn. It's oh, Coffee Coburn. Oh, all right. <laughs> we thought you were going with that. Uh, Curbelo. Curbelo. Well, well, look. <laughs> Carbello is my guy, but he's another guard. I, I do think this is the year of the bigs. I, I th This is my prevailing narrative for all of basketball. I think that the Sixers are going to go to the finals with Joel Embiid. Oh, and I think nice. they're going to win the championship. I really yeah. do. Really? With the bigs. With the bigs. And I think in college basketball, Illinois is going to do the same thing. They're going to take, you know, Coffee Coburn to the final. And they're going to be able to show these guys, Gonzaga, that Drew Timmy's not enough for Coffee Coburn. And I think at the end of the day, it's a Big Ten year and Illinois gets the championship. So that's kind of mm. uh, my, my long-winded way of saying my final four. I like that you mispronounce his first name. Everyone is very excited <laughs> to say uh, Cockburn when it's Colburn. But you say coffee for Kofi. <laughs> Yeah, well, there there was a kid that I grew up with uh, that spelled it K O F F I coffee. Uh, uh, coffee Sneed Adam, shout out to you, coffee. And uh, I always called him coffee, uh, and it's because I'm southern and stupid. So I got you. Um, southern and stupid. Just the one thing about Gonzaga, and they have wins this year. They have some yes. good ones. They have Iowa. They have Illinois. There. They beat West Virginia. Was that the other big one they have? Yep. Yep. But exactly. all these came uh, before Christmas. Well, I'm sorry, Brian. Did I screw that up? Was well, that it's like else? they beat everybody in their in their region, right? Didn't they beat Iowa? They yeah, beat right. Kansas. Uh, Virginia and yes. Kansas, right? The yep. two, three, four. Yeah, that's what it is. And, so, and, yeah. but all these wins, like I said, were before Christmas, almost like a gift from the basketball gods. That doesn't matter to you at all. Like all these other teams, the Big Twelve teams, the Ballers. If you want to pick Ohio State, Illinois, whoever you like from the Big Ten, um, battle tested for. Two and a half months that Gonzaga didn't have, and now they have these real conferences, these teams from real conferences. That doesn't play. It's the same same question every year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th and I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, because Gonzaga lost in 2014 or 2013, whenever they were undefeated the last time, mm. uh, you know, a lot of people point to and think that's going to be the expectation again. Watch out for the second round upset. I'm just telling you, I don't see a world in which you know Kansas can beat this team, right? And I don't mm. see a world in which Virginia could beat this team. The only right. team I see is Iowa, and I could see Iowa getting upset before they even get to the point to play Gonzaga, right? Because yeah. Iowa is such a bad defensive team, and they they you know they rely on the three point shot too much. And USC is a bad matchup for them. I like USC mm -hmm. with Evan Mobley. I think he's one of the best freshmen in college basketball. Probably going to be a number one, number two pick in the NBA draft. Um, but I, I just I don't see Gonzaga having an issue really until the Elite Eight. That's that's why hmm. it's hard for me to say you know. Uh, I, I'm concerned about them. I, I don't have much concern other than their coach, Mark Few, told us, told the media that when they were there in Indianapolis earlier in the year, that he thought it was Siberia. So right. the fact that the coach called it Siberia says like he might hate Indy. And mm -hmm. uh, if your team hates Indy and doesn't want to be there, I can see them losing early. See, this is what this is what I like about Tate. Well, what's different about him? He has no concerns. He really doesn't. He just sits there. <laughs> he never did. He sits there with that race to 69 shirt. But yeah, there's a new yeah, one yeah. out. Where can people get that? 
take. This is uh, it's coming out tomorrow. I uh, I made this myself. One of my friends, uh, you know, Brett is his name. Used to design stuff for Nike. He uh, he loves the race of '69 and said he right. wanted to make a logo. So did a little speed racer inspiration. Drew up a logo, put it on some T-shirts, printed them nice. out, and uh, shops going up tomorrow. So. There you go. The race brother Bry is wearing an old school race to sixty nine. Yeah. The homage version. Yeah. That's good. Joel Solomon's going to buy it off of him for like six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. What's this worth right now? Sixty nine. Sixty nine. I love it, Tate, Joel. Tate. I know your parents through like email, and they. I mean, they just seem like a, a nice, uh, folksy couple that sits back and bakes pies. What do they think about all this sixty nine stuff? They you can't uh, be a big fan. <laughs> they, they don't really get it right because uh you know they're, they're just like you know they're, they're very uh my parents are fun my mom is hilarious my dad you know they, yeah. they you know they like jerry lewis and like all those guys from back in the day they still just sit at home and watch seinfeld every single night so they, right. they get the joke but they also like to live in the clouds my parents are really good at this where you know they don't like to know that weed is you know legal in california they really just keep their heads in the cloud and say it's it's illegal everywhere and there's no way our son would be allowed to do anything like that so it's like one of right. those situations where it's the race of 69. It's all about college basketball. It's all about the score of the game. Nothing else, Sal. <laughs> Nothing else. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to sit him down. We're getting a camera out. Mikey Meatballs is going to record this. I'm going to sit your parents down and explain. Oh, by the way, I love filthy the nickname man, Mikey Meatballs. Uh, that's that's, great. that's <laughs> You can hear spaghetti and meatballs on minus three. They go over hockey. I, oh, I, think, I love it. I think Michael's the only one who doesn't like it. Oh, really? He doesn't like it? Oh, well, I, I guess he figures because he's not Italian, but he's named. Yeah, it implies that I'm either fat or Italian, and I'm neither. So. Oh, my God. That's such a bad thing to let out that you don't like the nickname. No, yeah, you should have never said that, that, Michael. That's a, Yeah, he that's didn't. Bro Brother Bry is Oh, uh, look, Tate started as Tate the Snake, right? So Yeah, that's yes. true. That and his mother actually kind of put a kibosh on that, right? Wasn't his mom who had a problem with us calling him Tate the Snake? Yeah, my mom. Uh, what kind of my mom? My mom was too. Uh, she was too up and too aware about what was happening in my life professionally at the time. So she was like, "We're not going to let them call you a snake." And I was like, right, "If I she like didn't that. like Tate the Snake, wait till she finds out the true meaning behind Race to Sixty Nine. That's going to be a be, problem. It, it, it might be. Hey, I'm going to tell her not to listen to this episode. <laughs> okay, maybe she shouldn't. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. All right. So Mikey meatballs, it is forever. Um, so now we have to, oh, all right. Let's just go around. Give our final four, uh, brother Bry real quick. Tate likes Gonzaga, FSU, Bell or Illinois. I, I hate to say I have the same final four, except I have Iowa instead of Gonzaga, Iowa, oh, FSU, nice. Bell oh. or Illinois and Bell are winning the whole thing. What do you have, Bry? Uh, I had Gonzaga, mm -hmm. Texas, Illinois and Ohio state. Mm. Okay. All, All right, right, Harry. I've got Iowa as well, Michigan, Ooh. Illinois, and Arkansas. Mm. Okay, that's dumb. Uh, Darren? <laughs> yeah, I had the Zags. Darren's Illinois, close to me. <laughs> uh, Texas. Uh-huh. And that's the, who else the Baylor yeah. side of, uh, is what you're missing. Uh, yeah, Baylor. Okay. Yeah. 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 That yeah. Was it. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing crazy. And I. I'm actually all over Tate's too. I. I think I have a couple exactly the way Tate has it because you Tate, know I'm a big Florida. Tate. State we're guy. gonna hear plenty in this tournament of Moses Moody though, right? 
Yeah, I love Arkansas. I love, you know, Tate and Moody is the backcourt for Arkansas. Those two guys are great. I love them together. I think the only problem with Moses Moody is that, you know, there's going to be a freshman moment of some sort. And I know that he, you know, he plays above himself a lot of times, but we've had, we have had these moments where, you know, Arkansas just kind of makes a boneheaded mistake. Eric Musselman is a good tournament coach, not a great in-game coach sometimes. So I could, uh, I could just see Arkansas having a game they should win, you know, kind of like Houston against Michigan. Uh, in 2018, mm-hmm. not to keep bringing everything back to 2018, but you know Houston should have beat them in that game. Jordan Poole hits a ridiculous shot, and uh, the rest is history. They go to the Final Four. I'm scared Arkansas loses a game like that, Harry. That's my that's my yeah, only were, fear that, with Arkansas. That that LSU game, they were disgusting in that game. Just the yes. turnovers are really bad. Exactly. exactly. Jim, Jim Cunningham says the reason you bring up 2018 because it was the best year of your life, no question, and and forever forward. <laughs> Is that oh, true? Oh yeah, 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 for sure, Jim. <laughs> he yeah. says not true. He, call, he turned twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen, Jim. Shut up. Uh, Tay, one, one. Is there a player flying under the radar that we could look forward to seeing this weekend and maybe uh, beyond? Yeah, I think uh, you know. There's two guys that I kind of think of. Winthrop is Chandler Valdron is his name, and uh, mm-hmm. he leads the country in triple doubles. Um, Winthrop has only lost one game this year. Winthrop, I thought was going to go undefeated this season. That was one of my like uh, weird mm. tent poles at the start of the year. Watch out for Winthrop going undefeated. Um, they're from you know they're in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Got a lot of good athletes. Um, I think Villanova is completely washed. I, I, I'm surprised they made the trip to the tournament. They don't have Gillespie. They don't even have their backcourt, really. Um, you know, And they're fat and happy. They've won two titles in the past five years. So I, I like the 5-12 upset there. I like Chandler Valdron making a name for himself. And then the other game is a UNCG Florida State. Um, as much as I love Florida State going to the Final <laughs> Four, I have like a sneaking suspicion that they're going to lose in the first round to what? UNCG. And, uh, Dude, it can't, like, doesn't just, work like that. Dude. Yeah, I know. This is it's, what, it's pulling a Harry right here. Yeah, see, right. yeah it's, it's very much Harry. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, I call it, you know how, uh, you know, Seth Davis does the the, the Sharpie, right? And I, I always hated that as a kid. So I came up with pencil <laughs> picks, which is uh, I write in a pencil pick of who I think could win based on my gut. But then, you know, prevailing mind says FSU's got to win this game but isaiah miller is the guy for uncg uh their coach west miller played for carolina won a championship in 2005 one of my favorite guys in college basketball great in-game coach the kind of guy who's going to have a game plan against florida state to make them look stupid at times mm-hmm. and uh there's a chance isaiah miller goes off in this game and he's like an old school you know guard scoring guard he doesn't shoot threes he drives to the basket he can finish with either hand um, so I could see him having a big game and people kind of falling in love with him. So those Look are my two excited, picks. Look how excited, Look how excited. Imagine being this up. excited about anything, Brian. Can you imagine? <laughs> and yet there's also a chance he ties one on tonight and oversleeps and, and misses like uh, the first four games. It really could happen. Tate, why isn't Harry more enthusiastic right now with you on here? You yeah, just, really, like, Harry. This is your hour. He's, he's so somber right now. Look, like something bad <laughs> happened. I uh, I just want to figure out what Harry's like uh, March Madness play is like. What is the big you know? What is the big bet that you make, Harry? What is the futures bet? What is the team that you really like? Because as I, as I look around, I feel like every single you know bracket I see is very chalk. I see a lot of Illinois, I see a lot of Gonzaga, I see a lot of Baylor. Right? I haven't seen anyone other than Moses Titus's dog pick Cleveland State to win it all. Uh, but otherwise, you know, every single person's been been chalk, and I'm I'm relied on you, Harry, because you are the one who can find a team to kind of back. Couple upsets, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe North Texas. Uh, I like the way. Uh, listen, they, they play defense. They play very good defense. No, that's not the team I was hoping. That's it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> 
The you mean green? Pick. That's a pick. I think up money line over Purdue. I'm not sold on Purdue. I think they're a little overrated. Harry's mm. rattled. He really is rattled. <laughs> um, by the way, Harry, here's what he has going. He has to lose 52 pounds by the Elite Eight. And so I don't know that that's going to happen. He's a, <laughs> and he, doesn't even have a, he doesn't have a head start either. He's lost no. none. No. <laughs> not it's, uh, it's, it's not real, but he, but he should. Yes, I'm, you should try. I'm telling you, I was locked right. in if that was the case, Harry. I'm there. I'm down to help you. Tate, yeah. I got uh, I got word before the podcast that you tried you wanted to be out of here by six fifty. Uh, that ain't happening. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> oh, <it's not laughs> I don't know what you had planned. We were gonna pick all the games for Saturday. We have this college thing that I want to do. What What did you have to do at six fifty anyway? I I had to get a haircut. You know what I mean? But like, it is. <laughs> I was gonna it say it's a little puffy there. Shut yeah, up, exactly. Harry. We want him to stay. Leave him alone. We want him to stay. <laughs> Don't tell him how bad his hair looks. Harry's so stupid. Come on, Harry. See? Um, here's what happened, Tate. I had the degenerate trifecta each pick a school for what mm. we call the degenerate trifecta Cinderella tuition challenge, right? So they all picked 12 seeds. They picked Parley Kid went with Georgetown. Brother Bry went with Winthrop. Harry went with UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos. Um, the idea is each one of these schools is assigned a student. Mm. Now we looked furiously. We scoured with the, we went to the Bursar's office and all these schools. We went and knocked on doors. We found three students, one from each of these schools, Georgetown, UC Santa Barbara, and Winthrop. And if their school wins a game, they get five hundred dollars for wow. every win. And then if they win the whole thing, they get ten thousand dollars. Now the twelve over the five is a popular that, that's a nice spot to be in. Twenty six, what is it, Harry? Twenty six and fourteen. 24 and 16. Oh, damn it. My, mine was better. <laughs> mine was more impressive. You couldn't just let it go. 24 and 16 in the last 10 tournaments, a 12 has beaten a five. Do you like any of those in particular or all of them? Oregon State's the one that we don't have on there, but we have uh, Georgetown, well, UC Santa Barbara. We, we know he likes Winthrop. Winthrop already, yeah, he so. likes Winthrop. Yeah, I like Winthrop a lot. I like Georgetown a lot. There's like a there's a little bit of hesitation with Georgetown just because I'm scared it was all a Madison Square Garden old Big East kind of juju moment where like yes. this team's gonna be the team we saw before in Indiana. Uh, but I still like them. Winthrop, I'm almost a hundred percent sure they're gonna win that game. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I'd be close. I might bet my arm on it. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that's how much I believe in Winthrop. I, I'm I can't believe Winthrop's a 12 seed. To be honest with you, I thought Listen. they were going to be a 10 seed. Um, so I, I just think that was a bad draw for Villanova in general. Um, and then UC Santa Barbara, Harry brought him up. I mean, Ja'Cory McLaughlin on their team, a transfer who came in, can put up 30 points any given night. Uh, Miles Norris is another guy that came that came in as a transfer. He was great in the Big West tournament. So UCSB is a team that I think that's underrated in the tournament and right. uh, could be easily overlooked. And I actually think there's going to be a second round matchup between Ohio and UCSB. So we're going to have a 12 and wow. a 13. That always in the second seems round. to happen, right? Uh, we've yep. seen 12 and 13 a, a bunch over the years. Exactly. Um, all right. So let's bring these students on. How do we want to do this, Jim? Do we want to do it one at a time or or, or all three? I thought they were all coming at the Johnny, same time. So. All right, let's put them all on at the same time. Let's do it. There we uh, go. Oh, here we go. What's happening? All right, now we're uh, now we're a sharp looking bunch. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? Hello. Hey, what's up? This is fun. All right, so now you've been selected. We went through a rigorous um, background check on all of you. We expect not to be embarrassed, but let's start with you, Victoria Freites. Right? Ah, uh, yes. Thanks for having me. Of course, and Victoria, you're from Georgetown, but you go to the you go to the law school, Georgetown Law. I am. I am. Uh, oh, 
definitely in debt. I heard that there were some rumors that maybe Georgetown people wouldn't need money, but I can yes. attest <laughs> that. Uh, I can attest that at the law school we do in fact need money. <laughs> I could sympathize with you. I graduated law school, and I just uh, I'm a 73 year old man, and I just paid my off my loan like a year and a half ago. I put it on the refrigerator and everything. Okay, so you do need the money. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was I didn't take the traditional route, as you could see. Um, Victoria, first of all, do people really go around Georgetown saying Hoya doing? Is that a real thing? I have never heard that. I have seen shirts Good. that say Hoya Loya. Um, uh-huh. That that I think is fun and cute, but Hoya doing, I've never heard that. Nice. All right. Good. And you excited to watch uh, your team or is it is it uh, second nature to you? Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Um, I actually went to the University of Florida too for undergrad. So normally I would be rooting for them too, but I think this year I'm going to make an exception and root a little bit harder for Georgetown. Gotcha. And what do you like most Mm. about coach Patino for what he brings to Georgetown? You know, I'm going to have to defer to the lawyer. answer on that one. It depends. So I'm going to give you the lawyer answer. (laughs) All right. Well, you should have, the lawyer answer would have been, uh, let me check with someone because Patrick Ewing is the coach of Georgetown, not Rick Pitino. <laughs> but anyway, all right, we're going to do this. You get $500 for every win, right? So now you're going to be watching the game. Pauly Kid, when is that Georgetown game? Do we know what, the, what time uh, that is? Well, we know it's Saturday. It's um, Saturday. Okay, that's one of I'm the Saturday really exactly games. I'm not exactly sure of the time. I mean, the good news for Tori, Sal, is uh, yeah. we have a pal that went to yes. Georgetown Law, correct? And uh, he is yes. basically a billionaire. So uh, good luck. <laughs> it's true. It's he does true. very well. Very- yes. So and uh, and I didn't have to give him five hundred dollars to get started either. He did it all on his own. <laughs> and I expect uh, that you will do uh, so the same. So okay, Georgetown Law, twenty four years old, Victoria Freites, and uh, good luck to you. Let's meet uh, from Winthrop, brother Bryce School. This is Michael Colville. What's happening, Michael? Oh man, how are you? What's your story? So you are actually you go to Winthrop. Are you uh, you're 20 years old? What's your major? Um, I'm a sport management major. Nice. And what do you hope to do with that? To be honest with you, I'm not really sure, but um, I'd like to work in sports uh, somewhere. I've, I've done some SID work for uh, for our athletic department, kind of on the side, and done some internships and stuff. So hopefully, in interesting that area somewhere. Okay, we're gonna have you decide for good uh, before the hour's up. We we have, we need a decision now. Um, you're a super fan though, right? You've you've watched this team. I mean, you're even a bigger fan than Victoria is of Georgetown, right? <laughs> well, look at his background. Look at that background. Yeah, you got That's a lot great. of craziness going on. <laughs> yeah, um, I I am a super fan, um, and not just for basketball, just for uh, for Winthrop sports in general. I mean, I like I like I mean, I go to home. I I hardly ever miss a home game. I like to travel to some of the away games too, and it's just uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have a, a Twitter and an Instagram account, Winthrop Live. Um, where I just tweet and talk about uh, Winthrop sports. So that's Excellent. What I do. Tate, you've Win- been to Rock Hill, Tate? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Winthrop's a great sports school for people that don't know. Rock Hill, South Carolina is a great sports city for people that don't know. So shout out to Winthrop. I, uh, nice. I feel like I feel like people don't know about him enough. So there you go. This is sure. great, Michael. And Bri, you have an announcement to make on top of the five hundred dollars. What are you What are you going to? Yeah, do? well, well, you you were given ten thousand if they win, which I know is you know that. It, could be a little bit difficult to win, but then mm-hmm. I was going to throw in another twenty five thousand. So, Whoa. What, so when they win, you know, when they win, get to the sweet sixteen, then I'll start getting a little bit nervous, and then I'm going to start. <laughs> I said I'm going to I'm going to start rooting against Michael at that at that point. But now, I do want 
I do want him to get a few wins. Uh, the the Winthrop odds just went down to three to one. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you have a good shot here. Brian, brother Bry, who's adding money to the already substantial prize, has uh, had his car repossessed twice in the last 15 months. So um, his predictions is, aren't the it greatest. Is, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Matt Mangawang. What's happening, Matt? What's up? You are from UC Santa Barbara. You're a gaucho, right? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Harry picked the 12 seed. Uh, I was going to say, uh, thank you, Harry, for picking us. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Absolutely. Right. Well, don't thank him yet. <laughs> this, is, this could oh, be great. embarrassing. Loved it. Um, yes, you're an economics uh, major and you graduate this year, right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I, I, what are you, um, you uh, what, what are better odds? Did you make an A on your finals this week or UCSB going all the way? <laughs> uh Probably the A's on the finals. <laughs> you do. You actually have finals know, this week. They're looking pretty good, but uh, I don't know. Do you have finals this week? Someone told me that. You I actually did. just finished yeah. them yesterday. Oh, you did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, those went well. All right. So. Yeah. Thanks okay, for having good. me on. I'm glad. I'm of glad course. It out. And Harry has an announcement too. What are you going to do, Harry? What are you going to add? I'm going to add twenty-five dollars. <laughs> No, you know what? <laughs> Harry's trying to be funny, but Harry is also adding twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand. Wow. I'm going to make sure he pays it. If you see Santa Barbara, uh, go goes, goes all thank the way. You, well, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. We'll be watching. Uh, we'll be excited, and uh, we hope to be back in contact. With you maybe if your team's alive next week, we'll have you back on. Yeah, right? that's all perfect. Good. All right, yeah, that'll be good. fun. Thanks, guys. Good luck this weekend. Good luck, Good luck, Thank guys. You. Good luck everyone. All right. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. That's fun. Yeah, Forgot that's to mention, they each get $100 no matter what. And uh, and I think, uh, Tate, you could throw a guitar in, one of those guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> They're not okay. mine, but we can. Every, you can They're not yours? Them. Even yeah, better. No. What the hell do you think? <laughs> All right, Tate. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to forego your haircut, and yep. uh, that'll be yeah. that. And you're, we're going to go over... There were there are sixteen games, but right now, well, I guess Wichita State lost, right? Drake won that, so yep. we know of thirteen games. We're going to go over twelve of them, and we're going to start with yours, Parley Kid. Give us some color as to why Georgetown will cover five and a half against Colorado. Well, Sal, we're looking at a team that's coming off, uh, you know, very hot from the Big East tournament. Like Tate said, I mean, was it a mirage? Mm-hmm. It might have been. Uh, but they were 11 and three in the last 14 overall uh, against the spread. So they had shown promise before the tournament. Uh, got a good coach there in Patrick Ewing. We know that. Uh, I think he's got something to prove. I think he coaches with a bit of a chip on his shoulder mm. uh, because he's gotten bypassed, especially in the NBA. Uh, they shoot close to 38% from three. They rebound well, especially on the offensive end. Colorado's a solid team here, but I think. We're going to get at least one more really good game out of Georgetown before maybe they revert back to their their uh, old selves. All right. right there. So let's take them plus the five and a half. I'm not guaranteeing a win here, but let's take them with the points. Plus five and a half. So. Gotcha. Brian Winthrop plays tomorrow, right? Against yeah, Illinois. they play tomorrow. Okay, yep. so we're doing Saturday games for all the degenerates that lost money Friday. We're going to say, hey, listen to this Friday night. Get back on track. Mm-hmm. Tate and the degenerate trifecta myself will try to steer you in the right direction. Love it. But Harry, you see Santa Barbara. Uh, let's go. What happens in that game? Yeah, taking the plus seven, uh, 22 and four overall, won 18 of the last 19. They shoot almost 50% from the field. Uh, 
The Blue Jays just one and two in their last three opening round tournament games. Um, they looked lifeless against the Hoyas, as uh, Darren mentioned about the Georgetown uh, a segment ago. And I'm just not sure if the players are in it with this McDermott situation still with the racial slurs. I don't know how much Creighton's into this. UCSB plus seven looks pretty good here. Mm-hmm. What happens? Like McDermott said some things, and then the players you think are going to be like, "Ah, oh, we're just not into this. We're going to go home." Well, a lot of people thought that. Well, a lot of people thought that it was McDermott should have been suspended for a lot longer than one game. Gotcha. Some people didn't like it. I don't know. All right, all and right. They look terrible. They look terrible. They got run out of the building by Georgetown. They were really yeah. bad. I mean, that, that that was never a game. Right. Talk me out of Virginia. You like Ohio, the Bobcats. This is a a very uh, sexy underdog. People were thinking the COVID concerns with Virginia. They couldn't get there until Friday. They might be down a big man. Um, But I don't know anyone that wants Virginia, who is technically the defending champs. Well, yeah, even even Tate just said how much he liked Ohio right here, too. Yeah, so I like them plus seven and a half. Look, they finished the season really well, right? They dominated that MAC tournament. Won nine of their last 10. They're going to have the best player on the floor in Jason Preston, uh, who is kind of a little bit like, I don't know, Tate, would you you say Lonzo Ball or LaMelo Ball? Like similar, maybe like uh, that's a he's kind like, of. He's kind of like a mix. Hybrid. He looks like their, their cousin, right? Like he looks like right. a ball cousin. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. little Lucille um, Ball in him too, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they, just, I mean, he played really well in the MAC tournament. Like there just has to be some concern with Virginia, right? They haven't been able to. I mean, normally I would say, if you had a week break, fine, but they just haven't even been able to practice since last week. So right. I don't know. I, I I think Virginia, they don't score enough, I don't think, to cover the seven and a half against uh, Ohio here. So so give me uh, give me them. All right. Tate, was Ohio the last 13 to win? They went to the Sweet 16 uh, in 2012. They played North Carolina, uh, and that was the year that Kendall, Kendall Marshall had broken his wrist. And so Ohio actually almost won that game. Okay. Um, I will say that this this Ohio team in particular, they almost beat Illinois at the start of the year. Uh, that game was 77 to 75. Preston, Jason Preston, who Brother Rye brought up, had 31, like eight and eight in that game. It was basically unstoppable. Um, and you're really relying on Jay Huff and you're relying on, you know, uh, Sam Hauser to be your guys for Virginia to score points for you. And uh, I think that they haven't seen a team like Ohio. And I think Virginia. You know, we've seen them lose in the first round before. If they get down by six, eight, ten points, it's really hard mm-hmm. for them to fight back in a game. So I, I could see Ohio getting up big in this one, and I definitely like the points. Seven and a half, I'll take that any day. Yeah, all right. Uh, Parley Kid, Florida State, I think they roll over UNC Greensboro. What is that, ten and a half right now? I think Leonard Hamilton today, the coach, not that it matters, wasn't expected to play. I think he blew out his Achilles today did that did you read that i did not no, I didn't am read, i crazy i didn't read that joel will you uh confirm that again it doesn't matter uh too much towards the game well i i saw i didn't think it mattered until tate jumped on uh uh uncg there uh yeah just a few moments ago i felt great about this unc pick uh they're deep uh they're rangy and they're long on defense they throw a lot of guys out there on the floor who all contribute uh, the average about 80 points a game. They shoot 39% from three. Uh, I think uh, Scotty Barnes is uh, really emerging here. It's going to probably be a lottery pick, right, Tate? A lottery yep. pick? Yep. Uh, Scotty Barnes. So they are, he's emerging. He's playing really well here li- as of late. So uh, I, I think they, I think they run away with this game, to be honest. I don't think okay. UNC is going to be, uh, uh, UNCG is going to be able to stay with them. Uh, for very long, for very long. I think they're just going to be way too athletic for them. 
All right. Mm-hmm. And it is confirmed. Leonard Hamilton ruptured his uh, Achilles getting off the bus today. In wow. The bubble, yeah. so. wow. Wow. This is why you could never. This is why the game should be played on the bus. This is, you know, <laughs> this is such a, such a big risk. Yeah, Sounds like something I would do. <laughs> yep. Harry, Eastern Washington over Kansas sounds like something you would do, too. But uh, <laughs> ten and a half is a lot of points. And you like the uh, Eagles, right? Uh, yeah. Um, close the season, winning 13 the last 14. They do average 78 points a game. They got five players who average 10 points or more. Um, the junior forward from Spokane, Tanner Groves, uh, 56% from the field. He shoots. He's like a uh, a built. He dresses and wears uh, his hair and everything like Bill Walton from like 1977, Love right? Mm. I mean, it. yep. it, it's going to be a name that we're going to hear uh, in 16 games when he's had at least 10 shots. He shot 50% or better in 12 of them. Uh, I'm not sold on Kansas. They've had a couple bad losses. They got blown out uh, big time against Tennessee uh, when they went on the road. Um, I'm going to take the ten and a half here. Mm. Tate, I'm, I'm, uh, I did some research because I write all this down. And over the years, Kansas has cost me $793,516 in the NCAA <laughs> they, they, tournament. Yeah, it is a folly to, to ride Kansas because, you know, obviously yeah. every single year you can talk yourself into Kansas winning the title. I mean, if you look at their yeah. roster this year, there, there's a world in which Ogbaji and McCormack and, and Marcus Garrett and these guys get rolling and you say, wow, this is the top five Kansas team I expected them to be. They're playing mm-hmm. great defense. I mean, same they, with North Carolina, right? They can get on a roll and you're like, man, this is one of the best teams in the country. But no. I, I think I think Kansas no. is going to be. I know what you're saying. But no. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas, Kansas lost four times, taped by double digits this year. Yeah, wow. I, I don't see I don't see Kansas this year with this team uh, really getting it together for this tournament. I don't think they lose this game, but I I do think you know uh, this is a second round you know Sweet 16 maybe at best for Kansas this year. All right, brother Bry, Oklahoma, Missouri. This is the eight nine, right? Yeah, um, and you like the Sooners. Yeah, I like Oklahoma. I mean, both teams, look, they both struggled down the stretch. At one point in time, I think they were both top 15 teams, I think. Uh, but Missouri lost six of their last nine. Oklahoma lost five of their last six. So uh, both have really stunk coming in, although the Oklahoma games have been pretty close. But I just like I like Reeves a lot. I like Harkless. Reeves is the type of player who can get hot and carry a team in the tournament, although carry them, I guess, for one game just because they have. They'd have Gonzaga, right, anyway? so Yeah, this is the uh, winner gets Gonzaga, right? Yeah, I mean, not being critical of the SEC, but the Big 12, like the Big 10, is just so tough every night. So I think mm-hmm. I think in a lot of these close games, I think I'm going to be backing Big 10, Big 12. So I, I think they're battle-tested enough. So I, I like them covering the, the one here. What do you think? Mm-hmm. This is a toss-up here, Tate. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in my heart of hearts, I think Oklahoma's a better team. I've watched Oklahoma play enough this year where I think, you know, Reeves, like you said, Brian, like if they have to get a bucket, if you talk about heart in the game, like Oklahoma's going to have the heart. Lon Kruger uh, is a really good basketball coach. I think I see Mizzou as one of those teams where they loved when they were a top 15 team. They played hard. Uh, they were having a great time. And then as soon as <laughs> the rankings went away and uh, they weren't getting the coverage, they seemed to, you know, mail it in at times. So uh, I, I think Oklahoma is just a more, you know, solid team. Uh, I don't feel good about the pick, but they're just more solid than Mizzou. And then I also think if Oklahoma plays Gonzaga, there's a chance, you know, Oklahoma keeps it competitive during this game. Oh, a lot stop of people it. Want- yeah, Stop well, it. You gave I, us I, 10 minutes on the Zags and how they're uh, going to do it. A, a lot no of people are going to say at that moment, Gonzaga is going to get upset, but I don't think it's going to happen. I will say that. Right. Um, all right. Parley kid, let's keep it going. Another toss up game. LSU, St. Bonaventure. LSU yeah. minus one and a half. I like St. Bonnie's. I think you do too. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you, got, you know, I'm an A10 guy, Sal. Right. I've seen the. Uh, 
this St. Bonaventure team play for years now. They're 14-5-1 against the spread this year. Have a fantastic under-the-radar coach in Mark Schmidt. Uh, mm-hmm. His teams really always just kind of grind it out. They play really good basketball. They have five juniors who start on the court for them. They all average double figures. Right? I think that's a very key point. Five juniors. These guys have been around the block. Mm-hmm. They all average double figures. Uh, Schmidt's a great coach. They grind out possessions. Uh, I think they're going to grind this one out, and I think they pull it out. I, not just will cover this one and a half, but I think they win this game and then present a problem uh, to Michigan wow. uh, in game two. Tate, you disagree. I uh, I I hate it. I, I hate LSU. I really do. I and it's not because it's because they can trick me into believing in them, right? I watched them play in the SEC tournament. I see the talent. Um, you know, Will Wade is probably one of the funniest coaches on accident in the country. A guy that never played basketball. A guy that that played golf in high school. Uh, that has somehow become one of the biggest college basketball coaches because he was Oliver Purnell's basically, you know, bag boy uh, mm-hmm. at Clemson back in the day. But regardless. Um, that makes me wary of LSU, and that's why I like St. Bonaventure. I think that they're a more solid. Like we're gonna do a, a solid power rankings, like St. Bonaventure, Oklahoma, some of these teams with coaches and programs that I can rely on and understand. I'm mm-hmm. more for that than a team like LSU, where they could come out in this game, be flat, you know, uh, you know, shooting 29 percent from the field, and they just mail it in. And uh, yeah. that scares me about LSU. So I'm gonna take the Bonnies as well. I disagree with you, Tate. I think Leonard Hamilton is the new funniest coach in the league. I mean, imagine <laughs> rupturing your Achilles just walking off a bus. <laughs> really good stuff. All right, Harry, let's go to you. Iowa minus 14 and a half over Grand Canyon. I've known uh, you've bet Grand Canyon about six times in the last eight uh, eight days somehow. Uh, Iowa's a 14 and a half point favorite, and you are abandoning the Grand Canyon yeah. antelopes and going with Iowa. Uh, I- I am. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to lay the 14 and a half here. Congratulations to Grand Canyon to making it for the first time ever to the tournament. Lopes up. But in this game, we just know that <laughs> Iowa can score just too much. I mean, Garza, we know all about him, but guard Joe Wieskamp goes for 15 and 7. He shoots 48% from three. Uh, Iowa's still 8 and 2 in the last 10. 6 and 1 versus non conference teams this year. And five of those wins, they won by 27 or more. The only one they didn't, sorry, Tate, they still beat your Tar Heels by 13. But look, <laughs> the Lopes have, uh, what, 17 wins this year. 17 wins. Nine of them are against Benedictine, Tarleton, Bethesda, and Dixie State. You I bet mean, all five, those teams. The you five, bet on all those teams. <laughs> the five of us could maybe give uh, Bethesda a shot. Joel could be our sixth man, and Jim's our cheerleader. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, uh, it'll out nice. We'd, we'd give him a run. Amazing, Jim. You see what he threw at you there? Oh, jeez. Tate, I have a... <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Jim. You can defend yourself if you want. There's not a lot to um, say. I wasn't listening. I'm, cam- I'm, camped out at, I'm, I'm camped out at the three-point line, Tate. You know that. Right, I, think, uh, I think Sal's pal uh, Furman uh, likes uh, Grand Canyon in this game. Yeah, I think he does have him. Mm. He does. But, Tate... I have Iowa uh, on a big money line parlay. How much mm. am I? How what kind of scare am I going to get when they match up? I uh, I will say this: the only thing that scares me about Grand Canyon is they have the Jerry Colangelo factor, and I know you guys know who Jerry Colangelo is. He is USA Basketball's mastermind, and you know Grand Canyon is his school, and this is a, a PR push to get Grand Canyon into the basketball basketball lexicon, right? The conversation. So they get to their first tournament. They have Scott Drew's brother, Homer Drew's son, coaching their team. Um, 
It does feel to me like this is one of those moments where if GCU does this, it's a Lehigh. We remember this forever, and that team is always going to be, you know, a, a Belmont, whatever it is. Um, so that's what scares me a little bit, you know, with with Grand Canyon, especially because Iowa gives me Virginia vibes. Like they didn't play in the tournament last year, which I think they mm. would have lost early. Maybe learn some lessons from that tournament, then come back this year and maybe make a run. But the fact they didn't have that, and they play a team like Grand Canyon, who doesn't even know what they're supposed to do in the tournament, they're just going to play. Um, if they're not making oh, threes, it, it, that's the problem with Iowa, right? If they're, they're shooting poorly, they all start shitting their pants. And, uh, I do like that they have guards that they can feed him on the inside. I don't see Grand Canyon have anyone that can stop him. So they do have someone that can kind of settle things down, um, which is better than Virginia had, obviously with, you know, I can't even remember who they, I think it was, you know, Jack Salt was the guy they had in the, at the five then. So yeah. not, not the answer, but, uh, I, I don't think they cover. I will say that I don't. I don't think Iowa covers that game, but I do think. All right, win. you're letting me off easy here, Ted. It's gonna. It's gonna be a heart attack game for sure. Uh, Parlay kid, Iona, Rick yeah. Pitino, his. Uh, he brought eight suits. Do you like that? Mm. He brought eight suits to the tournament. Um, I don't know if he's giving them out to uh, coaches his size after he loses <laughs> in the first round, but they're getting seventeen to Alabama. You like uh, you yeah, like. Well, Patino. look, that game started. I look. I'm going. I'm taking Alabama here. I think you know. Originally, Sal, I was on Iona. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at 18 and a half, I believe, and I think the Patino factor brought this down mm-hmm. uh, to 17 because he's the coach. But then when you really start looking at Iona and what yep. they've done this year, uh, they haven't beaten anybody. Uh, anybody good. I mean, we just <laughs> talked about Grand Canyon not beating anybody good. Right. Iona might have less of a resume than Grand Canyon does this year. They are very weak uh, uh, offensive efficiency, defensive uh, efficiency. You can look at the Ken Palm ratings for mm-hmm. them, and they're atrocious. Uh, while Alabama is the exact opposite. Offensively and defensively, uh, their efficiency is fantastic. They lead the nation in three-pointers made. They're an outstanding rebounding team. They play at a fast pace. They might just run Iona out of the building from the very start, and Iona may never be in this game. Take uh, take Alabama and the 17 here. Uh, I think they blow blow Iona out. And, take, and I think yeah. yeah win, uh, or, win or lose, does Patino take the Indiana job, or does a win help that, or does it matter? Could he have it no matter what? I think that, you know, the, the team that we've looked at, you know, there are two teams for Patino to go to, and that's because they have checkered past, right? The number one mm-hmm. is Boston College, right? You know, they, they're fixing games, point shaving. <laughs> uh, Bruce Pearl was a bag a ball boy at one point. You know what I mean? Probably a bag boy as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah. in general, Boston College is a great fit for Rick Patino. The other one is UNLV. Um, you know, they just lost their head coach. Mm-hmm. Otzelberger goes back to Iowa State. And UNLV, as we both know, I mean, they're not afraid of the bag. They're not afraid to <laughs> uh, to ruffle some feathers. We know what Tark mm-hmm. did back in the day. Um, so, Patino, those two teams I keep an eye out for. He did say he's not going anywhere. I think he likes Iona. Right. I think he likes being able to run a program and do whatever he wants, kind of like what Larry Brown did at SMU a little bit. Um, so, I think they lose this game, and I think they lose because Patino presses. I think Patino thinks he's going to speed this game up and try to get Alabama all out of sorts. But I think when he does that, like you said, Parlay mm. Kid, you're going to play into their game, and they may blow you out because of it. And uh, so, right, I, I, it'll be fun just to see him on the sideline, to say the least. Uh, that, that's all I really care about. I'll yeah, watch him sure. more than the basketball. Yeah. Brother Bry, Oregon laying five to VCU. 
one of the least talked about games, I think, in the uh, yeah. opening round. Uh, you like uh, the favored Ducks. Yeah, I like Oregon here. The line seems a little bit low, uh, but likely, obviously, because of the way Oregon played against Oregon State the last game. But but every year, right, Oregon seems to play well in the tournament. I think they've reached the Sweet 16 at least in three of the last four seasons. Mm-hmm. So aside from that Oregon State game, they won 11 of the last 13. They're a great three-point shooting team. I think they shoot around 38%. Um, and that should bode well in this tournament. And I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a ton of VCU. Uh, just mm. something about, I don't know, something about them bores me. But um, <laughs> I don't know what it, it's always been the case. But I think five five just seems seems low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oregon was disappointing, Tate, in the, uh, in the Pac-12 tournament. And a lot of people, including myself, had them to win it at like plus 250. Yeah, Oregon's disappointing in general, right? Because at the start of the year, they were supposed to win the Pac-12. They were supposed to be a really good team. They had some injuries, obviously, but uh, they did they end up winning the Pac-12, which was frustrating because I had jumped off them. I'm like, I'm out on Oregon. And then they get everybody. Dwarthe comes back, and they win the Pac-12. And then you're all in on Oregon going into the Pac-12 tournament. You're like, this is the time. These guys are healthy. And then they lose to Oregon State in you know embarrassing fashion, in my opinion. So it's hard for me to uh, to sort of bet on Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say Dana Altman's a great tournament coach. I, I think they're the best of the Pac-12. Uh, maybe USC's in the camp. Those two are probably neck and neck. So I see them winning this game. I don't know how far they go after this. Uh, the unfortunate part is they'll probably play out of their ass against Iowa. So if you're Iowa yeah. and you're playing Oregon in the second round, that that's a bad matchup. And and if you get past Oregon, you're probably going to play USC. And that's another bad matchup because Mobley's probably a better big than Garza when we talk about matchups and uh, mm-hmm. talent and all those types of things. So uh, Iowa has a tough draw at the start of the tournament. And then if they get past kind of the Pac-12 rigmarole that they have, uh, I think they have a real shot, like you said, Sal, to, to maybe upset Gonzaga after that test. Yeah, it gets uh, not not easier, but after this weekend, maybe a little little bit uh, matchup-wise, could be a little easier on them. Uh, all right, Harry. See, this is, I think, the, the weakest three seed and also the weakest one seed with the Isaiah Livers. Um Injury, Texas minus nine over Abilene Christian. You can make a case. Could it be like an Abilene Christian winning two games? I don't know. Could they win one? <laughs> Harry likes them to cover. I do. I like them plus the nine. Wildcats lead the nation in forced turnovers. They get 10 steals a game. They played Texas Tech and Arkansas this year. They covered the spread in both. They yep. outscored both teams in the second half in both. And they held Texas Tech to just 51 points in that game, lost by seven. Um, 19 of their 23 wins, they've won by double digits. And again, Sal, I agree here. Not truly sold on Texas. 10 of their wins by six points or less. Coming off their first ever Big 12 tournament championship. Interesting to see how they come out here. Not sold on the Longhorns. Abilene Christian plus nine. Do you know anything about this Abilene Christian team, Tate? Yeah, I, I actually uh, I had those a couple of Texas Tech stats that Harry just threw out about the second half and them covering the spread. So I uh, I think this is the game that if I if I were to able to close my eyes and see a three fourteen upset, this is the upset I see. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for the sheer fact that this Texas team, I mean, they've had more fights on the sideline than you know Ron Artest and those guys had when they were on the Pacers <laughs> together. I mean, they right. about every single game, Greg Brown or Kai Jones or Matt Coleman or you know Ramey, one of these guys uh, has an issue. Mm-hmm. Has a problem, tries to fight somebody on this. Andrew Jones has also tried to get in a fight with Ramey at one point. So um, uh, their whole team, to me, is just one string away from from blowing up every single game. And uh, they have all the talent in the world. I love when they start Kai Jones. When they play Sims and Jones together, I think they're a totally different team. They did that in the Big 12 tournament. I thought that was the difference. 
Um, but uh, th- there's no way I can buy in on this Texas team just because I wanted to the whole year. I've tried to talk myself into it, but mm-hmm. I've watched them enough and I know how quickly they can turn on each other. And uh, that's not a recipe for success in the tournament. Yeah, it doesn't usually work out when you do well, that. Well, <laughs> I, I think I told you, Sal, last week when, when I was texting back and forth with Tate early in the season, he said sleepers for the season. This was early, really early. He said yeah, Texas, yeah. Texas and Tennessee, and then Texas lost four or five right after Tate told me that. Oh, <laughs> Tate. Although I'm back, I'm, I'm back on I'm back on Texas, but Tate's. Tate fell off. I, I I wanted to get back on Texas. <laughs> I really did. I, I've been trying to. I told Titus that. I was like, I, I got to like find a way back in here. But I, I see all the writing on the wall for Abilene Christian to be up eight in this game and those guys to literally lose their shit on each other. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's just like, that's who they are. So I like I, that. I, yeah, nice. I, I can't buy on that. I, this is what happens with these guys every week. On uh, again, You know, you, you were here for, for years, Tate. You had, a, you had to play referee. It's exactly what goes on. All right, we did it. We went over 12 games. Now, there are 16 on Saturday, but we don't know because this is Thursday night. We don't know the results. I guess Drake plays who? Do we even know? USC. USC USC. and Drake. That would be. So what would USC be? Four-point favorite? Harry, right around there? More? Maybe maybe five and a half because of uh, Mobley. Yeah, oh, okay. maybe six. Yeah. Oh, wait, Sal, Sal, we missed the Maryland-UConn game, too. Oh, we did? Shit. That's Yeah. Let's go one more. You know what? This happens all the time. Maryland, UConn. That's right, Bri. You were going to get that one. UConn minus three. Now, I really like Maryland to make a run here, and not for a lot of reasons, but uh, mm-hmm. plus three over UConn. You know, uh, better schedule, better conference, I think, for Maryland. Um, and you like the points as well. Yeah, I like the, I like getting three. Again, look, they hit a rough patch. They lost three of the last four, but they had won five, five in a row prior to that. But again, I'm chalking this up to Big Ten fatigue. They mm-hmm. have to feel good about getting out of getting out of that conference um, and playing a different team. But both teams are really good defensively, th- so I think it's going to be low scoring. And since it's going to be low scoring in this one, I give me the three. I, I know UConn has the best player on the floor, but if if Maryland starts hitting some of their threes, which they're capable of with, between Wiggins and Ayala, I think um, I think they could win this game. Tate, do you agree? I mean, this this is the Michigan side of that bracket, right? This is where like you don't know which team could. Uh, surprise you, but it could very well be one of these two. Yeah, it does seem like a lot of people, because we don't have a perennial favorite, or I uh, you know most of America re- refuses to acknowledge Gonzaga, so they want to pick UConn because that is sort of the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's not these guys. They're zigging over here. I'm going to zag with UConn. They're the perfect seven seed to make a run. You would think they have the right player in book night. But I don't know if you guys saw the Big East tournament. I don't like the fact that Book Knight, you know, he cramps up in games. They were like carrying him off. I mean, it's like a whole separate storyline of like, will yeah. James Book Knight play or will he not play? <laughs> and, you know, that to me is so just separate of the basketball. And Maryland's a great defensive team. I think Maryland takes a lot of pride in ruining people's fun. You know, every single mm. game they played this year where they've had like they played at Minnesota. They hadn't lost at home all year. Maryland goes there and beats them, right? Like, this is what Maryland does. They like to spoil the fun. I think America's all in on UConn, so therefore I'm leaning in. I'm leaning into Maryland. And uh, I like what Brother Bai said. It's a, it's a low-scoring game, and I think Maryland values possessions late and gets a win. All right. Now, nice. now we've covered the 12 games. And yep. with that, we are now going to focus on uh, the 14 NIT games on Tuesday. Tate Dayton play. No, no, I'm just kidding. But I do want to remind you, we're going to do all our betting on FanDuel. Yes, America's number one sports book, FanDuel Sportsbook. On FanDuel, your first bet is risk-free. 
Tate. Tate, have you done anything risk-free in your life? I don't Never. Think you have. Never. No. And it doesn't really matter if you're betting on Abilene Christian or Winthrop. New users, and you don't have to bet either of those teams. New users get up to $1,000 in site credit back if your first bet that doesn't win. That's insane to me. FanDuel has mm. odds on all the action, games day and night, easy to use app, multiple deposits, fast withdrawals, always on promotions. Your next chance to win with FanDuel, only minutes away. And if that's not enough, FanDuel wants to make you a millionaire, Tate. They really do. It's wow. a race to one zero 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 with the two commas in there. They're giving away $1 million to one lucky better. New and existing users get an additional shot at the payout every day you bet the tournament. So if you want a shot at becoming a millionaire or even a thousandaire, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Just use promo code against all odds so they know that we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code against all odds. All right. Um, you know what? Tate's hair is getting longer, but we have to do this. We have to do it. It's time for the game that's sweeping the nation. Guessing the price of celebrities' greedy participation. It's Cami over under. Jim, hit it. Grab some money from a jar. Get a message from a star. The price is what we really wonder. It's Cameo. Again, I love this. Again, very sad that that song wasn't nominated for Grammy. Really, I don't know what's going on. They're really not listening. They're not paying attention there. Um, are you familiar with this game, Tate? I am. I, I have heard and I've listened to this before, so okay, I'm very excited great. to be a part of it. So what happens is Jim Cunningham picks out a celebrity. You're not on Cameo, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Thankfully, <laughs> there are uh, thousands on Cameo. And I play this game with Rachel Bonetta every week, but bless her heart. She's, uh, she just doesn't know a lot of people. She doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it's part she does. She's young. The other part, she's got a soft brain. Canadian. You know, she's a, she's yes, Canadian. Canadian. There's yeah. a lot going on. But anyway, we picked a bunch of, uh, well, I don't know. We picked, what did you pick? Four? Jim Cunningham? Four yeah, we've got four. Okay, four. So I think we'll do like um, an elimination after two. And then we'll do the last two. Basically, we pick four names, people on Cameo. Jim assigns them a value, and we have to guess if that celebrity charges more or less over or under the number that Jim has given us. Okay, Jim, start us off. Who is it? All right. First up, <laughs> father of Syracuse legend, Buddy Boheim. Boheim. <laughs> Jim Boheim. Over under $150. Oh. Uh, Jim Boheim, $150. All right, Tate, you want to take this first? You're going over yeah, yeah, or yeah, under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take, uh, I think it's even. I think it's exactly what the line is. I think it's exactly 150 <laughs> for a Jim Beheim cameo. I think that's a fair number, fair price. Give me that. Well, Jim would ruin the game if, that, if it was exactly. So I'll tell you, Jim right. it, Jim Cunningham, it is over or under that number, right? Correct. That's the name of the oh, game. Okay. Oh, I, Tate, okay. I thought you All said right. you knew how well, to play this. Well, well I, I thought there was a chance he could give us some real numbers, you know, throw in a little wrinkle here. But I'm going to take over then because Jim Beheim okay. is not going to spend his time on cameo. So I'm going to say at least right. 200. Right, Harry, you agree? Plus, he's a dick a lot of times in interviews. If you if you if you piss him off one little say yeah. one little bad thing, he's a dick in interviews. So I agree, it's going to be way more than one fifty. All right, Bry, over or under? Uh, I'm going to say under. I'm not sure who like how many people would actually want a Jim Beheim 
Just yeah, a legend yeah. in upstate New York. I, I, Only guess, a legend. I, I guess so. I mean, I guess he could be funny at times, some of his interviews, but um, yeah, I'll say yeah. under. I well, should I should be good at this, although I, I'll definitely say wow. under. All right. Paul, like it? Yeah. yeah. Da, da, well, Bri I mean, Brian, I, by the way, usually sets the amounts for us, but we, we spared him that because that would just be too you. unfair if he knew about Thank these. You. Yeah. I should say under here, Sal, because... Uh, you go up a hundred and fifty bucks is like fifteen hundred up in upstate New York, right? <laughs> so Dude, that was coming, it, 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 right? Uh, but it's yeah. probably over because Bayheim is such a prick. Yeah. Okay. So, exactly. Let's say over. You're going over. You know what? I I am going with Brother Bry here. I don't think the appetite is out there for a, a Jim Bayheim or Boheim, as as Jim Cunningham says. And the proof of that is, Harry, have you ever got as big a fan as you are? Would you even consider getting a Jim Beheim cameo? No, nah, no, really, you haven't. No, okay, no. so that's why I'm going under. All right, hit us with the news, Jim. Jim Beheim is over. Oh, shit. $200. <laughs> Who's the dick uh, now, oh, Harry? Wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, maybe you can get him for $200. Maybe you want him for $200 just to watch him pick his nose, right, Tate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would do that for our show. I would just pay for that. <laughs> All right, I'm bummed out. Brian, now we got to make up some ground here. This sucks. All right, go ahead, Jim. Who's next? You may know him as former Tar Heel power forward that got his nose obliterated by mm. Duke legend Gerald Henderson. Duke uh, legend. It is Tyler Hansborough. Interesting. And what is uh, what do you say Tyler Hansborough charges? Over under fifty five dollars. Mm. All right, Tate. Oh, oh. He's your guy. I uh, Tate I'm might have say, it. You might have uh, one of these. Did you get uh, a Tyler Hansborough? Uh, no, uh, but but yeah. I actually had one sent to me one time where Tyler Hansborough congratulated me on leaving the ringer. Someone paid for that to, for him really? to congratulate. Oh. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I almost I, I thought it was Joel Solomon for a second, but it wasn't Joel. It was someone else. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in general, I'm going to go $50, so I'm going to go under. I think he does. This is what basketball players do. They do their number. I know this via Titus. Titus is $34 for his basketball number. Oh. Tyler, Tyler Hansberg wore number 50, so I'm going to go under and say $50. Interesting. Um, mm. All right, Harry, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I, you know, he was he was kind of a badass at North Carolina, but then when he went to the kind Pro of. State with, with, <laughs> with the Pacers, he sucked. I'm, no, one, no one cares about him. Under. Under. All right. He sucked. I don't, that's kind of mean to, to make. I mean, you were fired from the ringer. It was a very public event. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's congratulating yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, you were let go unceremoniously. It was a very sad moment. Now, here he is mocking you. All right. Uh, Parley Kid, over or under 55? Uh, I'm going to say under here. Um mm. Yeah, I don't think Hansborough ever got a fair shot in the NBA. He was so intense. He had those crazy eyes. Psycho felt, T. Right? Yep. Right. He, yeah. had, he had him, but I really think he could have been a productive rebounder in the NBA at least and uh, just never seemed to have a fair shot. And uh, But he, I'm sure he made some money doing it. So mm -hmm. I'll say under. He's probably charging, you know, in the around 50 bucks, like Tate said, mm -hmm. you know, just – for fun, just for kicks. All right, you say under, so we have three unders. Brian, we gotta, we have to make up some ground here. Yeah, we're eliminated, right? If we get this wrong. Well, I might change the rules and have us stick around for the third. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm gonna be eliminated, I guess I have to go over here. Um, I don't know. I mean, he did make, you know, he still made millions of dollars, right, in the NBA. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, I yeah. mean, he 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 could do this for fun. 
I mean, I think uh, 50 sounds about right. 50 sounds like the number here, but I'll go over and just say it's like 75. Yeah, I think that that's that's a possibility. I'm going to go over to save us, put us back in this game. Plus, probably might still have medical bills to pay. That Mm -hmm. knows uh, did not heal itself for sure. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jim, tell us over under 55. Tyler Hansborough, a.k.a. Sucky T, is <laughs> under. Oh, damn uh, it. Yeah. At $50. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Said. yeah. Uh, Good call, Tate. Oh, yeah. Good call, Crap. Tate. Good call. So you guys, are, so you three, right? Darren, Harry, and Tate all have uh, our 2-0. and oh. All right, we're, we're sticking around for this one. What's the third one? The third head coach to lead five programs to the NCAA tournament. It's the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas, Rick Patino. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's very sad that uh, our Georgetown students thought that. But uh. so Rick Patino over under two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, all right, Brian, let you and I take this first and let the the winners um think on it a second. Two fifty. Now he's more legendary. Bayheim. What did Bayheim charge, Jim? Yeah, two hundred. Bayheim was two hundred, so yeah, I'll, I'll. But, but also, Patino is a disciple of Bayheim. Do you think he has to charge less, but just out of uh, no? I'm like just a- saying, just saying, <laughs> Bayheim taught him a lot of stuff. No, yeah, I mean, for the same logic we used, <laughs> the same logic everybody used for Bayheim, I would think, yeah, uh, Patino's like kind of like the Godfatherish type uh, right. here. So I, I, I'd go over. Okay, I'm going over too, Jim. I think you appreciate how nonsensical that was harry said because he, <laughs> exactly. because he taught him a lot of stuff and one of those <laughs> things he taught him was how to price a cameo and so <laughs> at 200. all right uh brian and i are over 250 uh tate what are you gonna say uh i'm gonna go over as well just because i think patino is one of those guys that uh you know probably thinks he's the greatest coach of all time so i see him overvaluing right. himself and mm-hmm. uh i think if they gave him an opportunity to give a number he gives like 500 so i'm gonna go over all right, uh, Harry. Yeah, absolutely. Exact reasoning. He, he, I would say even maybe three fifty, and or he's not wasting his time. And uh, and plus, he's an arrogant, smug, uh, smug coach who <laughs> Whoa. says he didn't. Uh, he didn't know any of that was going on at Louisville, really, Tate. He didn't know any of that was going. On. That was none of him. Come on. No, I don't no, see how that has anything to do with what he's what about, in charge. What about Beheim? Right. No, he didn't know anything either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, either. He, yeah. Listen, as far last time I checked, when Beheim got suspended for those nine games, last the, time NCAA, I checked. The, the, the NCAA <laughs> never gave a reason why, Tate. They never <laughs> gave an official reason why. Give me a yep. break. Well, what You're was the right. last time you checked, Harry? Students don't have to go to school. What was what? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Whoa, just, whoa. Shots fired just everywhere. Nothing's ever happened to UNC for that. Nothing. Harley kid, you can separate, you can separate wow. yourself from the pack here if you go under. Um, what do you like? Uh, yeah, look, uh, somebody's got to pay for those fine Italian suits uh, yep. that <laughs> right. he's, he's wearing, right? So I don't know if the Iona... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, salary is is paying for for that. So you're going over. But at the same time, you know this guy. How much did he get from the boosters over all these years? Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know to where he's landed. Uh, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna separate myself here. So let's go with the under. Oh, all right. Maybe, we'll say he's going with the under. He's uh, he's a reasonable man here. I think 
All right. probably charging like 200 bucks or something like that. Well, this will be the last one. Let's say this is the last one if uh, Parlay Kid wins. If it is under, it's the last one. Otherwise, we're going to have to have some kind of tiebreaker or something. All right. Uh, Jim, what is it? It's the last one. Rick Bettino wow. is under. Wow. Ooh, Jesus. Wow. I Parlay win 0 3. Jesus Christ. $200. Guys, it's getting soft in this old age. So, Bayheim yep. and Patino charge the same amount. Yeah, $200. we should have known that. We should have known that. Like um, I said, yeah. You have a fourth one, uh, but I think uh, I think Tate ruined it. Like he ruined so many things. Who, who was it, Jim? <laughs> uh, the fourth one was uh, you know him from carrying Greg Oden's bags in AAU <laughs> and at Ohio State, and carrying my bags at Grantland in the Ringer, and he now carries the college basketball podcast Titus and something, Mark Titus. Over under $69. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. So we know he's 34. Well done there, Jim Cunningham. Good yep. job. Nice. Good nice. job by good you. Job. 34. And good job by uh, Parlay Kid. He wins. It sweeps the board. Nice. Love it. Nice. For Love three. it. Nice, day. Nice work. Nice. Let's hear the three music. Let's hear that's the music more, That's again. more than uh, it's ending. You can add up my EP. Uh, <laughs> your picks. He froze up just on the punch. Oh, so I think right. he was probably going to take a shot at Harry's Harry's picks. Like, oh, I'm sure that, that's where. Dar, were you going to were you going to take a shot at Harry's picks? You cut out there, there for a second. Oh, did I? Well, I was taking a shot at my own picks. That's what man, I oh man, yeah, Harry. Uh, <laughs> Harry's been brutal. Brutal. <laughs> the, 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 Tate, the Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings team is killing me, Tate. Yeah, why are you <laughs> betting on the Kings? Why? why? I'm, I'm betting total. I'm betting over. I'm betting under. I'm betting Kings. I'm betting against them. I'm wrong every single night with the Kings. It's amazing. Yeah. And he takes the Jazz today. Jazz lose, and he rips Ben Kelly in a text uh, to us. Oh, right? you did. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, he ripped Ben Kelly to text us. By the way, speaking of I don't have time for him. Speaking of fans who are gonna eventually kill us, um, <laughs> I feel bad because Mason Veal uh, applied to be as part of the student thing. I don't know if you guys knew this. Mason no, Veal. Mason Veal hit me up yesterday. He now. All right. Well, let me tell my story. What a bit. He, he now attends Georgetown. Where, where does he go? Who's on it? Joel, what is he? He's a graduate student, obviously, right? Because we knew him in North Carolina when he played football. He's an offensive lineman. But uh, it just uh, it seemed too weird, right, to have him. We, we just talked about it. Shout out to Mason Veal. Thank you I, for listening all these I years. love Mason Veal, and I love the fact yeah. that Mason Veal was a friend of the program, loved you guys from day one, and yes. uh, called me out and said, do not talk bad about North Carolina football, and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's that's a good time. And now we're good at football again. North so Carolina's a lot better, than, or at least exciting now, right, than they oh, were when we, the Mason Veal yeah. days. Yeah. They're going to be better in football next year, too, than basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, not a lot's changed since then. Uh, Harry's headphones have not changed. I think Tate gave those to him in 2016. That is good to see. I will say, as soon as I got on, I saw Harry and I was like, that looks familiar. Yeah, he's sticking a a coat hanger in his ear. Um, all right, we're gonna get Tate going, but because his hair is now ridiculous, it's got to a point where it's it's even bothering me. But Sharp Tank, real quick, Parley Kid, give us your best bet for the weekend. Oh, Sal, with. With everything to bet, I, this is going to sound weird that I'm actually going to go to golf. Oh, uh, Shark Tank wow. pick. But I, everybody wow. knows, look, I am the foremost authority. Tate is the foremost authority on college basketball. I have become the foremost authority on golf. I think I've so. I've picked winner after winner on the uh, 
much uh, publicized best bet corner uh, <laughs> podcast. Listen, I got uh, listen, uh, Sa- listen, listen, Sal. I got to say, if you're betting Darren's picks mm-hmm. on best bet corner since <laughs> the beginning of 2021, betting everything that he's bet, yeah, betting golf, you'd be up over four thousand dollars. Well, on how much, Harry? It would, uh, that's what well, the, based uh, on base. He, he's hit. He's hit five winners. Five okay. winners in golf. If you bet twenty thousand. I, I know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Brian, you understand why that's nonsense. I understand. Yes. Brian, yeah, yeah. So what? Darren is, uh, and now Harry's disappeared. Darren, <laughs> what does he have? Like I've fifty had, to one, man. like seventy-five to one. There's just different ways of saying that. Okay. Well, he, uh, he's up <laughs> four thousand dollars betting yeah. with five different winners. How about that? No, that still doesn't say anything. <laughs> what do you have to stake? Five thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, one dollar, two hundred fake dollars a week. <laughs> All right, you know, but basically, you interrupted uh, the parlay kid. He was praising himself yeah, while he was giving his best, best pick. Much, much more. <laughs> just getting back. Look, and, and here's the thing. It just shows you because I know you guys are, know so much more about golf betting than I do. But you guys got me into this. Yeah. I hit Bryson last week to finish in the top five. At plus 185. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick with Russell Henley uh, this week to finish in the top five wow. at plus 105. He's wow. in second place now, six under. He plays well at this course. He was good here last year. Love it. I think he keeps it rolling. He might win, but plus, plus 105 to finish top five. That is my sharp tank pick for this week. All right. I love it, I, I love love it. it too. I love that he's betting golf. There, what is, what is he weekends. to win right now there? Do you know? Uh, plus five hundred. He he's a guy you should think about. I was gonna t- t- I was gonna do that, but last week I hit the top five for Bryson, so I'm staying with it uh, this week with Henley. Mm. All right, good. You know, I'm just checking this because uh, with everything going on, I forgot that I had a lot of money on Lowry and three under. He's three under, oh, okay. Sal. He's right there. He's oh, good. in the mix. Oh, boy. Right. I went by him. You ever do that? You scroll past your guy. I'm like, son of a oh. bitch. Plus one, plus two. Do it all now the time. I, every, now, every now week, I missed man, him. Every week. All right. So good. He's plus, I just need him top 20, which was about uh, a little better than even odds. I had Berger, but he had a, a rib injury and he uh, backed out. Can you believe there was a time, Tate, if we you would have slapped us back in the day, if we were talking golf, March Madness week. But this is our <laughs> life now. It's, it's, just the, it's the world we live in. Nobody cares about college that's basketball right. anymore, if, except for like two weeks. <laughs> now they all reach no, out to me and they're right. like, let's talk about it. So that's good. <laughs> all right, Brother Brian, your Sharp Tank pick. Yeah, I will say uh, my my Sharp Tanks had sucked until the last one. I had the uh, I had under 141 in the Drake-Wichita State game today. That ended at 105. 105. Really? So was, yeah. yeah. So that, was a, that was a good one. So I am, I'm keeping this simple. We've discussed it multiple times. Tate discussed it. I'm taking Winthrop tomorrow night. I think it's like 947 tip off getting six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think they're for real. I think I think they're going to scare me a little bit for the 25,000 I'm putting up. They're going to I think, you know, they could. Uh, I think they're going to win the first game, maybe win the second game, mm. maybe cause me a little bit of panic. But like uh, <laughs> Tate said, the kid Vaudrin has been great all around. They get balanced scoring. Uh, I just really haven't been a big fan of the Big East all season. Plus, with Gillespie out, Villanova's been shit. They lost three of their last four. So give me, uh, give me six and a half all day. In this all right, one. all right. Yeah. Very, very confident, Bry. I, I hope it happens. He's got, and he's playing for other people now. Which, yeah, um, yeah makes a difference. Michael. All right, mm-hmm. Harry is going to give his uh, sharp tank pick. But before I do have to warn people: if you had bet Harry's picks all year, you would be down four thousand dollars. Whether, <laughs> and that's just if you put a dollar on every game. That's just a dollar. Okay. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go tomorrow night's, tomorrow night's game 
under 126 and a half in the Purdue North Texas game. Um, back on the mean green here, under 126 and a half. Last two opening round NCAA tournament games for the Boilermakers. In 2019, 109 versus Old Dominion. In 2018, 122 against Cal State Fullerton. North Texas, last four games, have held their opponents to an average of just 54 points. They played Arkansas this year. Game landed 123. They played offensive-minded West Virginia. Game landed 112. And they played Loyola Chicago. Game 106. So give me Purdue, North Texas, under. 126 right. and a half. I mean, Tate is laughing. Like, uh, like I, 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 his head. I, I just thought, like, of all teams in this Tate's tournament. Tate's blown away. You know, the, like, there's one team that I feel good about because they're playing in their home state. It's the only Indiana team in the tournament. It's Purdue. And, uh, you know, so that's, like, the one team I'm staying away from because I'm like, there's a little <laughs> bit of, like, a home factor to them. Like, I don't know what's going right. to happen. They have a lot of talent. Yeah. And uh, just, just Harry, that being the pick. I'm glad it was just the under Harry. I think that's fine. But <laughs> I thought you were going to get me and say that, that the mean green were going to upset Purdue, and I, uh, mm. I couldn't handle that. And, <laughs> and, Tate, you just said it. That's why he's got this North Texas team because they're called mean green. It's yeah. something mm. ridiculous like yeah. that. That's why he's on there. That's it. Mean like, Green, I think, laughing. is also... He's laughing because he knows he likes the Mean Green. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's also his favorite strand of uh, marijuana, too, Mean Green. Green guy, Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, Tate, help me out here. Which do you like best out of those three? Russell Henley, top mm. five at the... Uh, what is that? The Honda Open, right? <laughs> Honda Classic. Honda Classic, plus 105. Winthrop, plus six and a half. Probably all over that. I haven't seen him like a bet like that in a, in a long time. And then Harry has to go under 126 and a half. Purdue in the mean green. Which would you take? Uh, Look, yeah, I will say this. I, I've been watching golf. I have enjoyed DeChambeau trying to deconstruct mm. the PGA Tour. He's basically turning into Happy Gilmore uh, right. of sorts. Uh, you know, that's been fun to watch. But I, I don't know enough about Russell Henley or, or whoever you pick, uh, Parlay Kid. I, I don't know about him. So I'm, I'm going to toss that out. But it's not because I don't love golf and don't love you. Harry, the oh, fact that you brought up the mean green, uh, that's a no for me. But I still love you to death. Whoa. And... Uh, but brother Brian, it's Winthrop all day. Let's ri let's ride with Winthrop. Let's hope it happens. Yes. I believe it's going to happen. I like Valdron and uh, I, I like Michael. You know what I mean, right? That that's the kid that uh, that that that's uh, representing Winthrop. So I like him yep. winning yes. the money. So there you go. You like let's Michael more than the other two. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go with Brian. I'm going with you. Winthrop plus cool. six and a half. I yes. recommend betting all those twelve seeds. You're talking about five, yeah. six, seven Definitely. point underdogs. You're talking about two to one underdogs if you bet the money line. 24 and 16, right, Harry, over the last 40. Mm -hmm. You only really need one to break even, right? Uh, and I think there are two, maybe three in there that could win uh, the 12-5 seed. That was a lot of fun. Tate, thanks oh, for coming on. I appreciate it. Your it hair amazing. has suffered. I didn't want to say, <laughs> my God, what a disaster it is. But no, it's uh, <laughs> you'll get that cut someday, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it was thanks. worth it. It was worth it. Don't worry. Really great having you. Jim, it was good seeing Tate, right? Yeah, yeah. Absol absolutely. <laughs> Great. Uh, Tate, um, good luck to you and your Santa Barbara team or whatever. What school are you from? Are, do you go to Winthrop or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the I Georgetown person? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Georgetown, man. Oh, yeah. I do like <laughs> yeah. Georgetown. That's wow. a good 12 bet. There you go. There, there you we go. go. We're on the Got same side, Jim. You know this jersey Old looks Big familiar. East. Yeah. yeah, Jim, the uh, eyes are it's ones. Tate, it's Tate's jersey, by the way. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Jim, where I are you on Twitter? I lost so many jerseys over the years. <laughs> um, yeah, on Twitter at Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are ones.
All right. Mm. And the Chalk Talker, Darren, Parlay Kid? Yeah, Parlay Kid's at the Chalk Talker, Sal. And uh, not just basketball. Brother Brian and I were watching NCAA wrestling all day today. Oh. Uh, tremendous amount of fun. And I've spent the last hour and 20 minutes hoping that chandelier above Harry's head would uh, <laughs> just fall right on him. I've been really, I've been like trying to pull a carry. And, uh, yeah, make it just, happen. Um, Is that a chandelier? That I thought that was a spaceship going to take him away. I was like, how is he going to fit in that That's thing? a reflection <laughs> off his head. Is that what it is? All right, at the Chalk Talker. Brother Bri, you're at the Brother Bri. Yeah, at the Brother Bri, uh, like Parley Kid said, yeah, we spent, I, I actually... You'd laugh at this because for like a bed ache, I already got screwed. I I do a wrestling pool and I had a <laughs> I had a guy lose a match that they ran out of time, but the clock never started. And they what? ran out of time. There was seven seconds left, Sal. They started at the beginning of the match, blew the whistle. The clock doesn't run. About six or seven seconds would have run off. Rides them out for seven seconds. They, right. ride, they go out of bounds after about six, seven seconds. The clock never started. Everybody's going crazy, but they just leave it. They put the seven seconds. They leave the seven seconds on the clock. Replay it. The guy gets taken down. Wow. What um, is this? I, pro wrestling? What I, I, don't get that. I know. It's crazy. That's so right. I, I am losing. I am losing money in college wrestling on ridiculous. God things, bless so. you. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to have a uh, <laughs> we're going to do it for college wrestling tournament next year. The tuition challenge. It's gonna, <laughs> we're going to get that much Definitely. more in the weeds. All right. Wow, Master Tate Frazier, thanks for coming on. You're at Tate Frazier, right? Yep, yep, at Tate Frazier. The show is Titus and Tate. It is March Madness. We have a YouTube channel at Titus and Tate. You can go watch us. Titus and I will be live every single day, every single night after the game. So uh, we're going to be chained at the Fox lot nice. uh, the entire time during March. Uh, so it's going to be a fun time. And uh, come hang out with us. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys. I listen to you guys. I love you guys. So thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming Thanks, on, Tate. Tate. Thanks, Congratulations. Tate. You're the best. Congratulations to you and your and and everyone at the Ringer Union. You really pulled it off. Um, <laughs> God bless you. And uh, we just have like uh, three or four promos for you to read, and then you can get out of here. Now, that'll do it for another episode against the odds for the degenerate trifecta, Jim Cunningham, Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Bang. Na, na, na.